0: America, well, welcome to the show and uh, this is uh, something we've been planning for like two years now so thank you for mm-hmm. finally taking the time out to do this i'm uh, forever in your debt <laughs> and uh and like we've been planning to do this episode because there's a general intrigue around french you know people look at it with a certain allure they're like it's it's a it's kind of it's a different kind of like it's like they say it's romantic it's got a different feel the way it sounds you know so I want to begin uh, this interview in co- in quotes <laughs> 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 with, with uh, trying to find out what got you interested in French.
1: So Arjun, thank you for having me here, first of all, and um, why I started learning French. That's a very interesting question, actually, because uh, it just happened to me, like, you know, by chance, uh, there is a very funny story behind this. Uh, mm-hmm. So I come from um, a commerce background and like most okay. of the most of my classmates they were going for um, um uh, for ca and mm-hmm. of course like you know i also wanted to do the same and mm. when i went for the the entrance test of ca that is cpt i saw like n number of people appearing for the entrance and mm. there because you know you know me so well i always want to outshine <laughs> i want to do something different and when i saw mm. the the crowd over there and i was like oh god you know i don't want to be a part of this at all mm. so uh i was already very demotivated and i did appear for the entrance and i just jumped. Mm-hmm. i failed my entrance uh that happened uh to be mm-hmm. very honest intentionally because i never wanted to clear that and when that happened, I came back home. I told everybody at home, okay, it's it's not gonna work for me, and mm-hmm. just, uh, I kind of explored different options what I can do. So uh, French was there as a part time course in one of the colleges in Delhi universities, uh, Delhi University, and I went there. I got into the certificate course, and I kind of mm-hmm. liked the language. Mm -hmm. So while I was doing it, I was pretty good with the language. I picked it up really well. And one of my professors, she suggested me to take up this language full time at degree level. And Mm -hmm. that's how I decided I went for a bachelor's in French. I gave my entrance, cleared it uh, in one of the best uh, uh, colleges of India, of course, Delhi University I did it from and uh, i scored a good rank got into it and then there was no looking back
0: so it could have very easily been spanish or italian or anything else so french was just like a happy accident is that what you're saying
1: so actually french uh in that particular area where i did my uh, graduation from uh, mm. was the most superior language like uh, you know the first room was given to the French students the priority oh, okay. was given to the French students so of course mm-hmm. uh, we were we were given with a priority list like whether you want to go for French, German, Spanish, Italian there was Portuguese as well so French was the top you know um, introduced course so mm-hmm. I also uh, mentioned French uh, as my first priority and then there was German and then there was Spanish and Italian Mm -hmm. and Portuguese so yeah so French was always you know considered as superior than the other you know um European languages
0: but what is it what is it about French that makes it superior I mean it sounds superior it sounds more sophisticated I mean uh it's I mean I saw a meme the other day it said even if you're cursing in French it just sounds like oh my god this is so (laughs) romantic I don't know what is it about French
1: I think that you know it's a bit difficult. Number one, so not many people can do it. And when someone actually, uh, uh, when when a person can actually speak this language pretty well, then it automatically becomes like, oh my god! Like how how did you learn it? You know that that factor does come. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, I think um, uh, France uh, and uh, England they were the the you know the superior countries. And of course, mm-hmm. in today's world, we have English and, you know, and then French is, you know, after English that we consider. So mm-hmm. um uh, I also personally believe because I've been to France and I have seen this in the people over there that they are, they always feel superior of, of people around, like they they always think that they are above everyone. So I think it mm-hmm. comes from the public as well. It comes from the people who... Uh, who own this language for example we people never consider uh, Hindi you know as our priority we always uh, try to communicate in English or you know any other language so I think the people over there they hold this language with pride and it's a part of culture I think uh, that is why it still makes it you know a superior language than any other European um, language but I'm sure like you know other languages are also equally good but because I have done my studies in French, and uh, this is my bread and butter. So, of course, I'm going to mm. talk good about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I've just opened up uh, this page on uh, this website, Statista.com, and uh, this mm-hmm. is uh, the number of uh, you know, languages people speak by millions.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, English, 1.5 billion. Wow. Chinese Mandarin, 1.1 billion. Hindi, six uh, 602 million. Mm. Spanish, 548 million, and then French. Uh, 274 million people speak it worldwide interesting stats so tell me something like you run a language learning school and you've been doing it for some time now like what kind of students uh, do you get in your classes like who are the people who are uh, drawn towards french and how committed are they Uh, you know are they towards uh, learning it properly and you know getting it uh, perfect let's say
1: uh, so basically, the people who would want to go to Canada, that's the, the biggest market I have at the moment. Uh, mm. Of course, there is a huge number of students that, you know, they go to France for their higher studies, for their graduation, for their um Uh, you know um, uh, for their uh, masters PhDs and all so uh, every uh, year there is a huge number of students that they you know they come to me for uh, learning the basics especially A1 and A2 level Mm -hmm. so these are the ones then we have housewives coming in because in India itself we have every school has French now and almost Mm -hmm. 500 students uh are learning french um you know in school in every school at least 500 600 students are learning french so that oh, wow. means we need a lot of teachers we need a lot of teachers in school we need a lot of teachers for for like private coaching fr- private tutoring also we need a lot of teachers and this gives a lot of opportunities to uh to uh, the women who who can't go out or you know teach so you can probably you know teach online itself so um, these are the ones who would want to learn French at the moment. Yeah.
0: Now uh, tell me something. This this question just came to me. I mean, it makes sense if you're introduced to a new language uh, when you're a child because you're you know you you absorb uh, much better when you're younger. Yeah. For somebody who's older, will you suggest that they straight away go and learn French, or will they should they learn some other language first and then come to French because of the complexity of French? Like for instance, I remember in our class. Uh, we had a student who had who was well versed with German and she picked up French really well and while the rest of us was like struggling. So she she knew the structure, she knew the the, the the grammar, the language. Does it help or should you learn something else before you learn French or can you just go for French?
1: See, uh, I think um, it depends on student. I have seen uh, people who do not have any knowledge of any other foreign language and french is the first foreign language that they are doing and they do it very well they learn it very quickly and then i have also seen students who have already done spanish german or any other language any other foreign language and still they struggle with the the language this french so mm-hmm. it is very subjective. It, is, um, it depends on an individual. It also depends on your curiosity. It also depends on whether you are willing to devote time or not, because it is a time-consuming um, task. Uh, whether you learn French or Japanese or any other language, learning foreign languages is always a time-consuming task. Um, task but yes to some extent it does help because you know the strategy you know how uh, a foreign language is to be learned and Mm -hmm. uh, you know how it's uh, supposed to be done so uh, it depends on individual to individual it depends totally depends
0: interesting so now let's come to that like just how difficult is French to learn because you obviously hear it and I don't know if it's a if it's an actual fact I mean I know because I have done a little bit of learning Mm -hmm. under your Guidance, just how difficult is it? And speaking in terms of guidance, uh, you know that there are like a ton of apps now, like Duolingo and uh, everybody else, to a point where Duolingo uh, language uh, exams are now considered to be uh, standard. Like even English has uh, like a Duolingo exam now. So if ha- if I have an app like Duolingo and I have a subscription or whatever, is it is it sufficient to learn a language like in and out? See if
1: one one wants to learn something the person can learn it from anywhere uh you have a lot of content available on youtube you have a lot of applications from where you can learn foreign languages as well but uh i think most of us need a mentor we we need a coach who can guide us throughout the process and Mm -hmm. can actually give us the direction and you know this way you actually save a lot of time and you can be more specific with with the with the purpose. Uh, you can just you know clarify beforehand that okay, I want to learn it just because I want to travel to France, and then you can actually you know um, uh, save a lot of time like this rather than just doing a number of lessons that might not mm. even help you. Um, of course, I also believe that the robots cannot be you know um, can't teach substitute.
0: You yeah, yeah, yeah so
1: so you need a person who is qualified enough um, mm-hmm. to give you the right mentorship
0: and remember there's a meme on instagram where somebody who's learned french from duolingo goes to france and orders <laughs> orders <laughs> something in the bakery and it's just <laughs> totally off because that's not how they really speak you know the real yeah. slang and the street language that's just not how it is right anyway now speaking of utility like if I learn French, now let's say for like we, we just did the numbers. Uh, for instance, Spanish has more speakers. Chinese has more speakers. What can I do with uh, all this French, uh, you know, um, information? Where can I use it? How many countries really speak French? In fact, let me open that up. Yeah. But what do you think? What, what can one do with the, you know, all this French uh, language knowledge? So,
1: uh, the one good thing about French is it is spoken in all the five continents it's not like you know Mm -hmm. it's been spoken only in asia like chinese majorly uh it's it comes from asia only uh french is in north america it is in south america it is in europe of course it is in africa as well and also some parts of asia like vietnam is a francophone country so uh, so in all five continents and and even in australia now you know i see a lot of australian experts uh, for french language experts they come from australia and they are doing really well on youtube they are great youtubers uh, promoting this language so it's spoken in all the five continents that's the one thing number two i think um, uh, the opportunity is quite a lot because uh, the market is so huge i believe it's mm-hmm. like more than 250 million people speaking French Mm -hmm. Um, and that's quite a huge number and um, so uh, uh, when I talk about the Indian market and the opportunities in India itself uh, we we actually uh, you know we are catering a huge market of France in Amazon so Amazon actually recruit a lot of French speakers because they They want uh, the experts to take care of Amazon.fr. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's a huge demand in that particular company itself. And then there are many other uh, multinationals. Uh, They are uh, recruiting people. And as I already mentioned, the schools in India are, you know, promoting this language a lot. So every school has at least 400 to 500 students learning this language. So um, definitely, you know, uh, there's this opportunity of, you know, you can be a teacher, you can be a trainer, you can actually work with the embassies, you have work opportunities in um, hospitality, because uh, we can't, you know, skip, we can't um, miss out uh, the the food industry, French food industry, it's so huge, mm-hmm. tourism is there. Um, so you have, uh, you know, opportunities in every sector in every part
0: so yeah right so i'm just uh, reading this uh, some stats of babel.com it says mm-hmm. french is the official language in 29 countries yeah. which makes it the second most used official language behind english and this mm-hmm. reminds me i remember we were when we were in college we were taught uh, uh the official logbooks or you know company statements or whatever company procedures have to be in English or French or whatever is the most commonly spoken language. But French was there. Yeah. And I used to always wonder why why French. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's because yeah, it's spoken in so many countries. I've just got a list here again from that same website of the twenty-nine countries in alphabetical order. Uh and this is quite uh, interesting. It says Belgium Benin, Burkina Faso, Burundi, Cameroon, Canada, Shad, Ivory Coast, DRC, uh, Djibouti, Equatorial Guinea, France of course, Haiti, Luxembourg, Madagascar, Mali, Monaco, Niger, Rwanda, uh, Senegal, Seychelles, Switzerland, Togo, Vanuatu and of course Vietnam. Hmm. That's fantastic. That's a big list. I had yeah. I really had no idea that. And again, these are obviously I remember I was in Gabon where uh, I could tell that the people were just speaking French. That's like their first language there. And it was it was interesting. Obviously, uh, they must have their local dialects as well. But the official language is French, which is very interesting. Okay, moving on. Uh, Anamika, you mentioned uh, levels a couple uh, uh, minutes ago, A1, A2 levels. Now, what are these levels and... Uh, if I'm just a casual learner, what level do I need? If I need to take it up professionally, what level do I need? Just throw some light on this, if you can, please.
1: So uh, if you're a beginner, you would always start with the very first level, that is A1 level. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, once you complete your A1, it is uh, always advisable to take up DELF exam. Uh, DELF mm-hmm. is the certification that has been provided by the Ministry of France. Uh, uh this is the examination conducted by alliance française and um uh once you clear that you are very you like you can move ahead with the next level that is a2 uh then you have b1 which is the uh, intermediate uh, uh level b1 and b2 and then you have c1 and c2 that is your advanced level so, yeah
0: so if I, if I if I just want to learn it for the heck of it, I should just do A1, A2, and that's it. But if I need to become a French teacher, for instance, I need to do some other levels. But wait, what about Masters in French and PhD in French? What does that count towards? What is that like?
1: Hmm. So basically, if you just want to survive in a Francophone country, uh, you just want to go as hmm. a tourist or just want to work there, but English is going to be your main language, or you want to study in some uh, English-speaking university, but you are living in a francophone country. In that case, A1 and A2 is good enough. But hmm. if you want to uh, get some job in the same place, like if you want to get, uh, you want to work um, in uh, France, let's say. So in that case, it is it is better to have B1 or B2. B2 is a lot better um, for job purpose. And C1 and C2 is uh, required when you are applying for the citizenship of the country. Okay. okay. Uh, talking about the masters now masters becomes very it, it's a specialized uh subject like they they focus mainly on a particular um you know subject that is to be transmitted using french for example you study literature but that literature mm-hmm. is going to be in french of course that is why we call it ma in french or ma in francophone study so you go back in history of uh these francophone countries and understand how they become you know um uh, uh how they became uh, francophone like how the french influence came into the picture mm-hmm. so uh that becomes very specialized you do uh, ma in uh, french translation for that matter so it's it has nothing to do with studying the language now you are using the language to study something else
0: i see okay very interesting Uh, Okay, Uh, Anamika, now this is a, uh, it's a nice little, uh, you know, we have a little overlap of different languages in, uh, you know, this words Uh, we've we've heard of, at least in India, we've heard of uh, words which have an origin in Sanskrit, for instance. Uh, I can't remember any, but I'm sure there are a lot of French words which are like a part of the common English vernacular, for instance. I think champagne is is French, isn't it? Chauffeur fiancé is French, if I'm not wrong. Yes,
1: it is. These are uh, the words that we also use in English
0: yeah so can you give some more examples of some uh, french words which are just, just part of english now and we just don't realize it
1: i think uh, there is this one word that we've been using in english that is bureau
0: office bureau oh,
1: that bureau is office. a french, yeah, okay. french word that we use in english mm-hmm. also uh, mm-hmm. apart from that we have fiance as you rightly mentioned uh, then we also have rendezvous we use rendezvous a lot oh yeah Mm-hmm. Um we have uh, en route I don't know how you do it in English en route what does that mean en route when you're on oh, your
0: oh of course how yeah, do we say yeah. that in english on. so you say en route
1: en route so it's it's yeah. a french word en route and mm-hmm. uh, what else in fact a lot of english words that we use in french for example weekend weekend is weekend we have the same word, low-weekend. Mm-hmm. We have most of the sports, "lo cricket Same word that yeah. we have. But a little, you know, uh, twist in, uh, little a little twist place, yeah. Yeah, in pronunciation. We make it a little softer. So.
0: so at this point, I would like to tell my listeners that uh, Namika runs a language learning school. And I have, I had personally, uh, you know, taken a lot of, uh, taken classes till A1 level. This was how old was I I was I think it was last year I was 32. I'll be honest, in the beginning it's a lot because you're not used to learning. To be honest, you just not you have not used that part of your brain. You're just like on autopilot. You're just doing uh, the same old stuff. And initially it was a bit of a struggle to just remember all of these things, these rules and these pronunciations and stuff. But. Mm Eventually, once you do get going, it was—it's like you, my—you know—your brain just opened up, and you can, you know, you're ready to receive knowledge again one more time. It Was very, very interesting. And uh, where I struggled with French personally was I have a terrible memory. I learn by understanding. So if I understand something, then i will stay with me forever. You can wake me up at night, and I can explain it to you. But uh, memorizing uh, the forms, the verb forms, how er ending verbs change and how I are ending verb and the regular and irregular verbs and what do they mean and how do you use it that's where I struggle with because uh that's again my memory issue and I still have trouble with that stuff but what is let's say for our listeners who've been who stayed on for this long what is like just give them like one free lesson about French just to get them intrigued about French like what is the most basic uh lesson in French that you can teach like the for class number one
1: I think the class number one has to be the salutations The basic greetings, how you actually Mm -hmm. uh, greet a person, and I think the very first word that I do in my classes is "bonjour," and I see a lot of people (laughs) mispronouncing this. Struggle with
0: that, yes,
1: because there is so much happening in your throat and with your Mm -hmm. tongue that you know you always uh, end up, you know, mispronouncing this word. So I think the first word that I would definitely want to introduce here is "bonjour." bonjour mm-hmm. with that accent and uh, uh i think uh, after that we have this word with this expression where you would want to ask someone uh, how are you doing and that's very simple mm-hmm. all you have to do is just say or just ask sava sava is like you know are you okay are you fine sava that has to be asked -hmm. As a question, and the answer is also going to be the same. It's going to be "ça oui, ça va, va?" So this is the shortest Mm -hmm. conversation that you can have with somebody. Bonjour, ça va, ça va, and you're done. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Love it, I love it.
1: But Arjun, I I want to ask you one thing here. So because you have done, you know, you have done already A1 level, and after doing A1 level, you kind of you visited France. Uh, I remember you were, I think, at the airport or somewhere. Mm -hmm. How was your experience at the airport? Were you able to understand and relate with the words that you were seeing around yourself?
0: See, I, I reached a level where I kind of got comfortable with reading French. But the announcements which were happening at the airport, I had no idea. I, I really couldn't <laughs> make out. And I remember, I remember we had done like a lot of weeks of your classes, and this was the first time you played an audio of French, somebody speaking French, and this was like an A1 level uh, kind of a mock test. Oh my god, you can't <laughs> understand anything. And then you know, at that point, you're feeling really good. Okay, I know this, I know this, I know. This. And then when you hear somebody speak French for the first time, and I'm like, oh damn, I don't know anything. And I remember you had recommended some YouTube channels. Um, what was that one with the, which was like a sitcom, basically a French sitcom, which was oh, really basic.
1: Yeah, that's um, uh, extra French.
0: Extra, French, extra yeah. French. It's such basic English and I, I have basic French and I know they're like talking really, really slowly just to like, you know, make sense to people. But that was a bit of a rude awakening for me, to be honest. I thought I knew French, but uh, yeah, that's, I really, I really got uh, shot down. But uh, anyway, it's. I think the mistake I made and the mistake I always end up making is that I undertake way too much at the same time. If you remember, I was doing a Berkeley music course, composition yeah. course. I had seven, eight classes going on from bit class, like, I, I don't know, tax and in, Indian tax laws and Indian criminal law and painting and podcasting and photography. I had so many things going on. Then I had friends as well. And I was just zoned out. But then you because, were pretty good in the classes. I mean, people used to make fun of my, fun of my accent and my extra e- emphasis, including you. So, <laughs> I don't know. But that, that's, again, that's, that's my thing. Okay. So, Anamika, how can people uh, find you? How can people join your classes? And what can they expect in your classes?
1: So, you can find me on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, with the name Learn French at Zenit. And you can also search or find me on LinkedIn, Anamika Mahajan. Uh, what will you get? So basically, we, we promote, um, um, you know, uh, courses where you um, get to learn French, of course. But at the same time, you also can appear for these DELF and TEF exams, which are required for uh, the study abroad or immigration purposes and uh, if you just want to learn it for fun i think for that also our course works very well and um, yeah this is what we do and we try to make our classes uh, you know fun with a lot of activities a lot of speaking and listening because that is what matters the most i think this is one thing which i would want to you know give as a tip that is uh, if you're planning to learn a foreign language, the most important thing that you have to do is spend a lot of time with the language. And that can be done only while, you know, um, if you if you listen to a lot of content on the daily mm-hmm. basis. So the more you absorb, the more you will reflect, the more you will reflect with your uh, classmates um, in your classes. And you will actually see a big difference if you start consuming a lot of, you know, language content. So, uh, yeah.
0: I think one thing that I can add here is uh, the first thing you need to do is be realistic with your expectation. It's not something you going to pick up in one day or 10 days. It's those crash courses on YouTube just don't work. It's just not how it is. Uh, you've got to be realistic with your expectations. You've got to put in the work and you've got to have like a, you've got to be focused on it, I think. And I, that's where i lacked. In addition, there are other things you can do is like uh, just to get your French up to up to the mark. Yes, reading French is one thing you can you also need to emphasize on hearing French and then trying to translate and understand what they are saying. Uh, In addition, the other thing which I found on the Internet, which I found very interesting was you can change the language of your phone to French and then you can just like navigate and you figure out what means what, you know, just to get in there. But, uh, okay, uh, Anamika, I'm going to throw all these links to your uh, YouTube channel and your Instagram on the comments, not the comments, the information page of this podcast. Thank you very much for taking out this time. And uh, it's been a long time coming, but I'm glad we did this, Anamika. Finally.
1: Yay. You're welcome, Arjun.
0: Alrighty, I hope our listeners got everything. If you have any other questions or concerns, you can throw me a question at our new Instagram page. It's called The Two Bros Podcast. Just look for it. Give us a follow. I mean, come on, how long does it take? And I will see you on the next episode. All right, bye-bye then.